0: Good morning, International Christian Fellowship, online campus, and all of those that call ICF Rome your family of faith, or maybe you're just joining us today for the very first time. My name is Pastor Jennifer Pasquale, and I want to say welcome to you. If you're new to the city of Rome, I want you to feel that you are a part of the family of faith here at ICF Rome. If you're looking and watching and joining the service online, I want to say thank you for participating. Thank you for investing in your own life that your faith will grow, that you have opportunity to worship Jesus. So I invite you to lean into today's service. I want you to know that we pray over every service. I believe this year we are to be the living proof, the evidence that God is at work in each of us. I also believe that Jesus, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit is the living, loving proof for your life, for your miracles. So today, as you worship, ask the Lord to hear your worship, receive your worship. As you hear the ministry of the word, lean in and say to the Lord, how do you want to change my thinking? How do you want to increase my faith? How do you want to form my spiritual walk so that I can walk in victory? I'm so happy you're a part of this service today. I want you to celebrate with the worship and I want you to grow in the word of God. Enjoy today's service. Look at somebody and say, it's good to praise Jesus. It is good to praise the Lord. Amen. It is great to have that freedom to worship and praise him. When you get it in your spirit that praise is a weapon against the enemy of your soul, you will never praise the same again. You will dance on the head of the enemy. That's why I dance. To say, enemy, you are defeated in Jesus' name. You're under my feet. Amen? And that is that spiritual warfare. How easy is it to sing and clap your hands and dance your feet unto the Lord? That's what David did. That's what the Lord asked us to do. Amen, 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 amen. This morning is the first Sunday of the month and we are doing communion. And it is a very sacred moment So if you have not received your communion elements, they're in the back. Would you please slip your hand up? We have an open communion here, which means you do not have to be a member, but the Bible does tell us that we should be in good right standing with the Lord. We have some up here that need. Thank you. And some on the right. We welcome our online family as well, and if you're Online and you have a moment to go get some juice and crackers even water and crackers. It's the symbolism Not the actual thing I want you to have your elements These cups that you have you peel back the first layer for the wafer and the second layer for the juice It is a holy ordinance. I never want us to take it for granted. I never want it To not be sacred. Jesus went to the cross, but he's not on that cross. Amen? He's resurrected. And I want us to respond to the invitation of Jesus today. Yes, we have talked about Adonai, our master. And obedient proof in the past month. And today we are going to talk about the Lord, my shepherd. He will guide us and he guides us as we keep what he did for you and me. I want you to type it in the chat if you're online and here in this house, I want you to say he did it for me. Say it again. He did it for me. I want you to understand God didn't just do it for me or for her or for him. He did it for you. He did it for you. He did it for each of us. He loved us so much that he did it before we came to this planet. And he knew we would make mistakes. And he still did it. He still went to the cross. And he's standing here today saying, this is my body that I broke, I allowed to be broken for you as you take it. As you ask the Lord for healing in your life, examine yourself and say, Lord, is there anything in me that needs to be removed? Any evil thought, any any sinful activity, anything that's in my life. In 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 27 and 28 says this, so then whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unwind will be guilty of sinning against the body and the blood. Everyone ought to examine themselves before they eat of the bread and drink from the cup. So before I read the rest of the scripture and we take the bread and we take the cup, I just felt like this morning I wanted to give you a moment. I want you to bow your heads, close your eyes. I want you to hear the word of the Lord. Be purified in Jesus' name. Be forgiven in Jesus' name. Father, examine us right now. If there is something in any of our hearts, in my heart, that needs to be purified, that needs to be redeemed. God, redeem my thoughts, redeem my fears, redeem my doubts, redeem any frustration or wounds or hurt. God, redeem it in Jesus' name. I invite you to say to the Lord, Father, forgive me. Purify my thoughts. Let me stay close to you, Jesus. We don't want to be like the world. We don't want to think like the world. We want to be like Jesus. Thank you, Lord, as we examine ourselves, that we do this in remembrance of you. 1 Corinthians 11:23 23 says, For I receive from the Lord what I also pass on to you. I don't think it's uh, without notice that it was the Lord Jesus on the night he was betrayed that he broke the bread. Maybe you have felt betrayed by people or betrayed by circumstance. But the Lord, on the night he was betrayed, he took it and he said, I'm still going. I'm still going to sacrifice. I'm still going to have my body bruised and wounded for your healing." And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. As we prepare to take the bread that represents the body of Christ, I believe that there's healing in the power of Jesus Christ. And maybe you're in this room and you need healing right now. Healing in your heart, healing in your body, healing in your mind. As we break this bread, we're going to say, Jesus, let that healing virtue flow in my body. Can we break the bread? Father, right now, we thank you as we break the bread and we partake together. Let healing flow in this house. Let the symptoms and the evidence of health and healing overwhelm any symptom or evidence of sickness or disease or turmoil in our bodies. Let your healing flow in relationships. Let your healing flow in marriages. Let your healing flow in mental thoughts, Lord God. Let your healing permeate us. Let the health of heaven permeate our lives as we remember what you did with your body, as we partake together in Jesus' name. says in verse 25, in the same way after supper, he took the cup, saying, this is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat the bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. We're remembering, not, you know, we love to know that he resurrected, but we have to remember the sacrifice that he did for us on the cross which makes our salvation, which is why He shed the blood, so valuable. Otherwise, it doesn't feel very valuable. It's not some kind of discount that you got somewhere. It's the most valuable, most expensive, most priceless gift you could ever imagine for your life. The forgiveness of Jesus Christ and the grace and mercy that covers everything. You don't have to be perfect to love Jesus. You don't have to be perfect to take this cup, but he is perfect. You just have to receive him. So Father, as we prepare to take our cup together, I pray that your forgiving blood will redeem our lives. I thank you for atoning us, forgiving us of our sins and giving us new beginnings every day. Lord, don't let us take it for granted. It is not a discount. It is the most expensive, most valuable, most precious gift we could ever cherish or treasure. We drink this cup in honor of that beautiful gift you've given to us in Jesus' name. Let's partake together. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Will you stand with me all over this room as we... I want to ask the Lord to speak to us this morning as we start the theme of the month. We have a team arriving on Tuesday. We have the AWARE conference on Saturday. Life is full of activity for those who have graduated. And this morning... I want you to know that in August of 2022, I was praying for you today in August of 2022. I was saying, Lord, in May of 23, I know that you're saying people will be looking to me for guidance. So I believe that even before you got to today, even before you got to this week, the Holy Spirit was preparing a word for you today that would encourage your heart. So Father... We come to you right now in the name of Jesus. We pray that our hearts would be open. Our ears would be attentive to your word and your scripture. And Lord, let our lives be changed by the power of the word of God. In Jesus' name. And everybody said... Amen. You can be seated. God bless you, and God bless all of our online family. Today, we are talking about the guiding proof of Jehovah, our shepherd. You know, obedience was about Jesus' response to his father and about our response to Jesus, that he is Adonai, our master. This month, we are talking about that guiding proof Guiding through scriptures, guiding even through conferences like Aware. So we guide our mental health towards Jesus, not away from it. For the bloom, for women to gather and celebrate. You know, a lot of us are in this country without our family, but you are not alone. Amen? Type that in the chat. I'm not alone. And you say it this morning. Look at somebody and say, You're not alone. You're not alone. You're not alone. You're not alone. Amen. He is our guiding proof, and He wants to guide us in every step and decision. Now, you know, I thought about a lot of different ways I could illustrate this message to you this morning, and I thought about having a rope. And somebody has to pull the rope, and you have to follow the rope, right? And if you let go of the rope, and you're close to the precipice, I know, camera, sorry. You're close to this edge, what's going to happen? You're going to fall off, right? But you have to hold on to it. I thought about how I could have somebody here, and somebody here, and somebody here, saying, go to the right, go to the left, wait, stop, pause. How many times have any of us, me, about... To walk into the street and somebody say, Wait, there's a car coming, stop, take a pause. That's the guiding proof. But you know what? As believers, I think that sometimes we don't like it. We want God to guide us if He guides us the way we want to (laughs) go. But when He says, You know what? I have a better way for you. You might not understand it right now, but it's gonna be better. It's gonna be perfect. Say perfect. Because he is perfect in all his ways. So I want us to look at Psalm 48, verse 13 and 14. This is from the Amplified Version. It says, consider her ramparts. Go through her palaces that you may tell the next generation about her glory. For this is God, our God, forever and ever. He will be our guide even unto death he is the guiding proof he didn't say hey I want you to follow me and then I'm not going to tell you where to go he didn't say to those disciples as he began to call them handpick them follow me and then just say go figure it out he said walk with me talk with me eat with me fellowship with me right That is what it means when he says, I will be your guide even until death. So today, if you're taking notes or you're typing in the chat, I want you to write down these things. I'm not going to put it on the screen yet because I want you to write it down. I want you to know the guide is good. Say good. He's good. He's good. He's not hard. He's not harsh. It's not. Listen. It might be challenging to trust the Lord in difficult circumstances. But I can tell you, I'm standing here today to say, it is not hard for me to choose Jesus. I will never forget, Mabel, your precious teenage daughter, standing here saying, no, I don't have to decide. I already decided. She's what, 13 14, saying, I don't have to decide. I already decided to follow Jesus. So it's not hard to ask him when I need something. That's out of the mouth of a 13-year-old. So I want you to understand. I want you to have this picture of the shepherd. He's not weak. I mean, that sheep, my daughter has sheep on her farm now. That's heavy. That's smelly. That's stinky that he's carrying on his shoulders. And he's got a staff to guide the other ones along. And it's not like just one or two. There's a whole flock of them. I mean, on my way home, many times I see the whole flock on the side of the road. He's good. I want you to picture that. He's good. Imagine if that was you up on his shoulders. Dirty, stinky, smelly, broken, crying, yelling, screaming. He's carrying you saying, come on. I know you can't do it right now. I got you. That is good. Say good. He's great. He's greater than anything we'll ever face. He's greater than any decision. He's greater than any result of any decision. He's great. He is the great shepherd. I'm not telling you my words. I'm telling you what's in scripture. And he is the chief. Say chief. That means he's in charge. The Bible says he's the chief shepherd. There aren't many shepherds that I follow. Amen? Come on, y'all. There aren't many shepherds I follow. There's one shepherd, Jesus Christ. And according to his word, I follow spiritual leaders. As we heard in our month of obedience, I, I follow those who give me guidance. But he's the chief shepherd. Don't ever forget that. We can know his voice and we must follow his call. That sheep knows the shepherd's voice. That sheep knows the shepherd's voice. I've sat on that porch of my daughter's farm, and I've seen the one little sheep all by himself, bah, 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 just crying, crying, crying. He got lost in the bushes somehow, and here comes my son-in-law, and Rocco on his like four-wheeler, because that's how he herded the sheep that day as the shepherd, and all the other little sheep. And I, some of you might have heard me say it before. I watched like the big mama sheep. I watched her as she kind of looked at him like, stop crying. Come on, get in the group. Come on. And that little sheep got in the group. And then he went on and then it was completely silent. No more, no more crying, no more bang. It was very important to me to see that, okay, God knew that little sheep was crying. But he had a plan to get that sheep back in the fold and get it moving. You can know his voice, but that sheep had to follow the call of the mama, the call of the shepherd, amen? Amen. And the other thing is that it's a lifelong covenant he's making with you and I to lead us. Sometimes we make that first decision that says, I will follow Jesus. And then some people make that awesome decision to be baptized in water and make that public declaration. I am following Jesus. And then Jesus says, okay, I want you to go take that job in Rome. And some of you said, Rome? Seriously? Or Jesus said, I want you to stay in Rome. And you said, really, God? He said, yes. You asked me to guide you. I gave you an address. I have a purpose for that address. That address, write it down, that address represents your victory. Write it down. That address represents your victory. The other address may not have a victory written on it. If God is our guide and our shepherd, then he has a victory just for each of us. That is the covenant of the good shepherd. So who is this shepherd? Who is it? I want you to know that our guide is our shepherd. And he loves us so much. Say, he loves me. He loves you. He loves me. You know, the enemy would like you to think God's mad at you. God's disappointed in you. Oh, I messed up again. Oh, I'm not good enough. And God is there as this great shepherd. Can you imagine? I'm sorry I didn't get a smelly sheep to put on my shoulders. But I want you to imagine him going, I love you. I don't care what you smell like right now. I don't care what you look like right now. I love you. He loves you. You have got to get that in your mind because if you know that he loves you, you'll follow him. I knew that my spiritual mother and mentor, my grandmother, loved me. And most of the time, she told me how awesome I was, how amazing I was. But there was a couple times when she said, you need to take that to Jesus. Call me back when you got the victory. I'm not kidding. And I was like, Grandma, I needed you to talk to me right now. It was the best advice she ever gave me because I wasn't supposed to take it to her. I was supposed to take it to Jesus. And when I took it to Jesus, he worked it all out. And I called her back and said, Grandma, this is what I did. And it was so fun watching God work. She said, I know. (laughs) I know. It wasn't because she didn't love me that she said, take it to Jesus, click. You know, she only did that a couple times. And so I remember it. Our guide, our God is our shepherd. He loves you. Isaiah 40, 11 says this. He tends his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs in his arms and he carries them close to his heart. He gently leads those that have young. That's a good shepherd. You know, I don't know about you, but I've never... I mean, I've been around a lot of places. I've been up in the mountains of Italy. I've been out in the farmlands of Kansas and Missouri and Texas and Tennessee. I have never seen a shepherd that was like loud and aggressive. I've never seen that. The shepherds, they're like, come on. You know, maybe they have a whistle or maybe they have a little noise that they do. Maybe they have a little dog that's kind of like... But the shepherd is calm, right? The shepherd is like, come on, come on, follow me. And he keeps moving. Have you ever watched, how many of you have ever watched a shepherd with sheep? Raise your hand, I want to see. Some of you have, okay. It's very cool. When you see that, he walks slowly so they can follow, right? But he doesn't like totally stop usually unless one It's like way over there. And can you just imagine? He probably like goes over here. He's like, come here. That's when he puts him on the back of his shoulders and says, I got you. This one just keeps on running away and I'm going to hold on to him on top of my shoulders. Not because this one, sometimes they even break the legs of the little lamb that keeps on running because they want it to stay in the flock. They're trying to protect it. Not because they don't love it, it's because it's valuable and they want it to learn. Like stay here, stay with the group. You're going to fall off that mountain if you don't. So like a shepherd, Jesus is given three great titles regarding his work as a shepherd. And I'm going to give them to you quick, quickly from scripture. He's the good shepherd. In case you thought God wasn't good, in case you thought God is bad or God is hard, John 10, 11 says what? I am, say it with me. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The good shepherd lays, that's what communion is about. He lays down his life for the sheep. That's good Why wouldn't I want to lay my life down for him? He is a good shepherd. He's good in his care and his sacrifice for you and me. He's good. Say he's good. Don't forget that he's good. The world would like you to think that our God is bad or difficult to follow or didn't know what he was doing when he made you at birth. That is a lie from the pit of hell. God knew who you were before you were in your mother's womb. He formed you. He fashioned you. He has a plan for your life. Amen? And so, what is our response to this good shepherd? We know his voice, so we follow his call. If we are gonna understand that we are living proof, our verse on the poster says, to always let his word become like poetry written upon the pages of my heart to let his word become like poetry I know our worship team loves to sing and make music and it's always like poetry and I love it can you imagine that that's what following God is like making poetry with him making a painting with him I mean, the Lord knows I love nature, sunsets, rainbows, stars, moons, whatever the case might be, because he's so intricate in every detail. When I know that he's good, hear me, I look up in that sky and I see that moon with the bright star and I say, he made that for me tonight. He knew I needed to be reminded he's shining on me. He made that rainbow in the midst of that storm. He did that for me. I know it because he's good and he loves me. I know his voice. I also know when I'm about to go to the right or the left or I'm uncertain, and he, I hear him say, be still. Go to the right, not the left. Do this, don't do that. I know it, but I have to follow, say follow, follow. I know we don't like that sometimes, but I have to follow his call. John ten four says, when he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. Look at that verse. He goes on ahead of them. You think that you're here and God's back there trying to catch up with you. That's not the case. He's already gone ahead of you. He already knows what you're going to do in June. He already knows what you're going to do in August. He already knows what you're going to do in September. He goes on ahead of them. And when I know he's good and I know he's mine, I follow him because I know his voice. So even though he says, come on, I want you to go this way. You're still here. You're not done. I don't say, never mind, Lord. I'm going to go over here because it's so much easier over here. Because you know what? I've witnessed people. I've been around a little while. I've witnessed people who have disobeyed his call. I've witnessed people who have said, God, either you're not good enough or I'm not good enough. And neither one of those things is true. Hear me. You are good enough because God made you. He is good enough and more than good because he's God. So when you follow him, your life is better. And when you don't, there's turmoil and there's a lack of peace. And there's a struggle. Now, when I follow him, is there a lack of turmoil or chaos? Not always. Sometimes things happen that we don't understand. But I can follow his voice. I can hear him. You know, I've I've told you before, but I want you to understand that on that mountaintop, in 2022, I think, I can't remember now which year I did the mountaintop. I think it was 22. Uh... And I was saying to the Lord, this stuff that is not in my plans, in my plans, it's an interruption, it's an inconvenience. And I heard the Holy Spirit, I heard his voice very distinctly say to me, it is not an interruption, it is an invitation to draw closer to me. It is not an inconvenience, it's my invitation for you to trust me. So because I know his voice, then now whenever anything I feel that feeling like oh this is such an interruption I have felt that many times anybody that drives the Colombo, uh, I have felt that many times on that Christopher Colombo, like this traffic is an interruption to my timeline and then I hear the Holy Spirit say no I'm watching over you this is an invitation turn on some music right now Begin to pray over whoever comes to your mind. Begin to just rest in the Lord. I'm not saying I don't get impatient on Christopher Colombo, Bruno. We've been on there a few times, right? But it's not an interruption when the steps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord. And how many times, I can't tell you how many times in this city, I was in a hurry to get somewhere and that invitation of the Holy Spirit to pause, I know it spared my life because up ahead there was a terrible accident, a terrible motorcycle accident, a car on fire many, many times. And I have said to the Lord, what if I had been five minutes earlier? What if I had been seven minutes earlier? You see when I know his voice, I follow his call and then my perspective changes. My frame of reference changes and it's easy to let him guide me. He is Jesus, thank you. He is Jesus, the great shepherd. He is great in his glorious triumph over every enemy. Listen, that shepherd may look like a calm, gentle man, but I'm telling you that if you ever picked up a real staff, not like a wooden stick that's rotted tree. Those staffs are hard. If a lion or a bear or something tried to come after that sheep, that shepherd would whack that thing with that, with that staff. He's strong. He is a great shepherd. And there is not a thing you can walk through that this great and glorious shepherd will not cover you. That's the guiding proof of the shepherd. He's with you. He's for you. He's ahead of you. And he will cause you to triumph. Hebrews 13 20 and 21 says now you know we could say God and guide in the same verse because he is the guiding proof now may the God of peace who through the blood of the eternal covenant brought back from the dead our Lord Jesus that great say great Great. that great shepherd of the sheep to equip you with every good for doing his will May his work in us, may he work in us what is pleasing to him through Jesus Christ. To him be glory forever and ever. Amen. See, the guiding proof of Jesus is not saying just follow me. He's saying I'm going to equip you with everything good to do my will. I'm going to say it again. I'm going to equip you with everything good to do my will. And he uses his word. He uses conferences. He uses people. He uses people of faith. He is the good shepherd. He is the great shepherd. He is amazing. Say amazing. I want you to fall in love with. I mean, when they sing that song today again, he is my shepherd. I want you to say, God, you're faithful. Thank you that I can trust you. I want you to be so in love with Jesus that nothing else will take your heart. Hear me. You have to be so in love with Jesus that nothing else will take your heart. He is the chief shepherd. He's not just a shepherd. He's not just some shepherd. He is the chief shepherd. 1 Peter 5.4 says he is the chief over all his people. It says when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that will never fade away. Whoo, your body's not going to fade away. Your mind's not going to fade away. Your heart's not going to fade away. He is the chief shepherd that is coming. And when that happens, you're going to receive a crown of glory. Amen. That is a promise of a shepherd worth following. But I want you to hear me this morning. Guidance is not a one-time individual activity. Like I did it and then I'm done. Guidance is a lifelong covenant between my shepherd and me. You know, I can be on that road a hundred times, but I got to follow the rules every single time I'm on the road. And every single time, the circumstances are slightly different. So I have to follow him. This promise of this lifelong covenant comes with that eternal guarantee. Guarantee. It's an eternal guarantee. There's nothing else you can invest in that will give you an internal guarantee. We buy things for Kids World and Kids Camp and young adults and youth and this, this room in here. It does not have an eternal lifetime warranty. You know, And you got to pay extra for that extra warranty. Jesus already paid all the extra. And it's a lifetime guarantee of an eternal warranty value upon our lives. That's full coverage. Say full. Full coverage, not just part of you is covered, not just when you're good, it's covered, not just when you're certain about him, it's covered. It's always covered. When I make a mistake, I'm covered. When, I'm, when I stumble, I'm covered. When I'm sick, come on, I'm covered. When I'm strong, I'm covered. When I'm rich, I'm covered. When I'm poor, I'm covered. Amen? When I'm alone, I'm covered. And when I'm with my people, I'm covered. It's a lifelong covenant. Woo, say amen. amen. So I want you to know this. Now you can see it and write it down. Know his voice. Obey his call. Respond to his love. Expect his presence to be with you. Embrace his journey that he has planned. Embrace the journey he has planned for you. Know the shepherd's voice. It's not enough to know it though. You have to obey his call. And then you have to respond to his love. And I expect his presence to be with me. I expect his presence to be with you. And then I embrace the journey that he has planned. I embrace do the day. Say do the day do the day with Jesus. It makes all the difference. This living proof requires us to be active and living in our response and relationship. You cannot expect to traverse the great climb of life without help. Even the greatest mountain climbers don't climb alone. I have a friend that has climbed Mount Everest and written a movie. He didn't do it alone. And he's still not doing it alone. And he's made a movie about his journey and how the Lord redeemed his life. Genesis 48, 15 says, And he blessed Joseph and said, The God before whom my fathers Abraham and Isaac walked, the God who has been my shepherd. Worship team, I want you to come. The God who has been my shepherd all my life long to this day. This is my shepherd. This is the one that I trust. This is the one that I want to serve. This is the one that I want to yield my life to. This is the one that I want to follow. Why is guiding proof matter? Because it's not just a decision to ask and follow. It's a journey with Jesus. We don't do life alone. The sheep don't survive on their own. The verse in Genesis says all my life long. I want you to understand something. We receive guidance in the context of community. On our own, sometimes we get things wrong. And the Bible teaches us to listen. Proverbs 12, 15 says this. The way of fools seems right to them, but the wise listen to advice. And I would say to you, who's guiding you? Whose advice are you asking for? You can't expect a non person of faith and following Jesus to give you everything you need to be victorious and successful. You can have business advisors. You can have financial advisors. You can have medical advisors, but there's another part of the equation. Amen. I'm happy for the doctor to tell me X, Y, Z, so I can do what I need to do. Jesus chose Luke, the physician. There's another part of the equation that I make sure the doctor knows. I'll do my part, but God's going to do the rest of his part. Amen? I listen to the advice of the Lord through Scripture, in his presence, through the power of the Holy Spirit. He is our shepherd. I want you to stand with me and I want you to know that Psalm 139, 1-6 in the Living Bible Version says this, O oh Lord, you have examined my heart. You know everything about me, shepherd. You know when I sit or stand. When far away, you know my every thought. You chart the path ahead of me. That's guidance. And you tell me where to stop and rest. That's guidance. Every moment, you know where I am. You're the shepherd. You know what I am going to say before I even say it. You both precede me and follow me. And you place your hand of blessing on my head this is too glorious too wonderful to believe he leads me beside those still waters he restores my soul he leads me beside still waters he restores my soul he's my shepherd as they come to sing i want us to take a minute and i want you to begin to say god be my shepherd be my shepherd your faithful, Lord. Praise the Lord. I'm so thankful that the Word of God truly permeates our heart and changes our mindset so we can walk in victory. So today, if something in the message spoke to you, I want you to invite Jesus to be in control in a new way, in a broader way, in a total way. So I want you to pray this prayer with me. Dear Lord Jesus, you say it, dear Lord Jesus, I invite you right now, I invite you right now to take control of my life. I thank you, God, that you are forgiving me of sin. You are helping me to walk in a new, right relationship with you. And Jesus, from this day forward, I give all of my heart to you, all of my steps to you. And I trust that with your help, Jesus, I can walk in victory. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, I also want to pray for your miracle in motion. I know that there are many people who watch online and you have walked through some difficult circumstances already this year. So, Father, right now, for that one who is saying, I need that prayer. I need to know that Jesus hears me, that God sees me, that he's working on my behalf. I pray the Holy Spirit that you will come into that place where they're watching right now. You will increase their faith. You will remind them that you are Jehovah Rapha, the healer. You are Jehovah Jireh, the one who provides. You are Jehovah Shalom, the peace of God in the midst of anxiety and turmoil. Father, meet every need of your son or daughter that's watching right now. Son or daughter of the Most High God, hear the Lord say to you, I am working. Your miracle is in motion. I'm going to turn your chaos into peace. I'm going to turn your storm into victory. The Lord is with you. The Lord is for you, and he wants to heal your body, mind, and spirit. I want your faith to grow in Jesus' name. If you were here, I'd put my hands on your forehead for your thinking and your shoulders for letting you know that you've got someone holding up your arms today. So Lord, I pray that today the one watching this service online would feel the presence of the Lord. They would know that they are not alone. You are not alone. God is with you. We are with you, and your victory is in motion. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. Now, I also want to say thank you. Thank you for the way that you partner together with your family of faith. I want you to write me, I want you to send me an email, click on the link, write us on Facebook or the church website icfrome.org and know that today is the beginning of the best week you're going to have so far. I love you and I bless you in the name of Jesus.